Tarsus. This is Javelin Radio with your host freelancers, Cody, Max, and Soko. Let's start an expedition. What's up, guys? This is Cody speaking. Uh, I am formerly known as Dat Peep, otherwise known as Peep. I'm sure we'll have about 14 more nicknames as time goes on. Uh, Max, any nicknames you want to throw out? Uh, nope. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Just Max. Just Max it is. Um, well, guys, like Soko said, this is Javelin Radio. Um, our goal is, is obviously an, an anthem-based podcast. Um, we all play on PlayStation 4. That's where you can expect kind of most of this content to come from. Not that it'll change much from PC to Xbox, but we are super, super pumped about this game, and we just want to we want to talk about it, man. So the way we know each other is we all work together. Um, we have known each other for, what, three-ish years maybe? At least for me and the two of you. Max should be the same for us, I think, three years across the board. Yeah, uh, that's when yeah. we all started. Well, that's when we started. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, but but basically what, what you guys can expect is, uh, you know, something between probably 40 minutes to an hour of a podcast, hopefully once a week, once things kind of kick off. And very casual layout, but we want to have, you know, we want to involve – uh, the community that ends up listening to us as well, hopefully, uh, asterisk, asterisk. But um, basically, we will have you know certain things that we do every week. We'll have certain things that we kind of leave open to discussion. But hopefully, for the most part, it's uh, it's pretty nice flowing. But the way we wanted to kick off uh, first this week was obviously the full game has not released yet. So what we have to work with is the the VIP slash open demo. So I, I want to kick it off to one of you guys to start. But um, just like some general thoughts on, I think all three of us got to play at least a little bit of VIP and open demo, right? Uh, yeah. So I, I was able to play through both of them. I probably have the least amount of time in probably amongst the three of us. Um, so just like, cursory thoughts on the open demo and things that I kind of hope that they fix. You know, we obviously all heard about the server issues that got better on the open uh, demo, but that, that first weekend was kind of rough. And I think that they, it was brutal. <laughs> they got hosed pretty hardcore uh, across social media. But uh, the good news is that after the, the open demo launched, I, I really didn't have too many issues. Um, we saw a few odd glitches here or there just with matchmaking and with uh, some of the Echo stuff. But uh, overall, man, I'm, I'm super excited about this game. I feel like it it has a bunch of different mechanics that I haven't really seen put together in a single game. Um, oh, absolutely. Destiny tried really hard, I think, and they, they did a great job. Destiny has been kind of my go-to for a few months to a couple of years since – well, not a couple of years, about a year now, right? When did they do the free – uh destiny game yeah yeah i'd say i'd say you've been playing for at least a year yeah um so like i'm not super heavy into it but that was the the closest thing i think to what anthem has uh has done and i just i think they did a really good job trying to come at that market and oh um, absolutely yeah so i'm super excited soka what about you man what about your um with your time with the demo what are your kind of early thoughts Cody, can you hear Soko? Uh, no, I just I just hear what sounds like like a consumption of a cardboard box. What is that? Um, so I would say I've played both demos. Uh, the my biggest thing is like because it's coming from Bioware is really why I was kind of like okay, I really need to check this out because they dropped the ball with Fallout, so. 
I want to see what the story is going to be. And they honestly, that's how they filled me in there. Um, they didn't really give us too much of the story so far, but like the characters are super likable. Uh, at least of what we saw. So, mechanic-wise, it felt smooth, other than the server issues, which is going to probably be the biggest issue for everybody for the demos that happened. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, and it enjoy that it seems like you have to work as a team to complete each mission. I enjoy that aspect. See, I, I'm actually really interested in, in that whole part of the game because for, for me as well, like Max, Destiny has been like my, my go-to um, that's to be pretty pretty generous. I've played almost exclusively Destiny for like the last four, four and a half years. Uh, basically, have to pry me from it. But one thing that I, is instantly like extremely noticeable when it comes to like comparing Destiny and Anthem is in Destiny, the difference between playing as a hunter or a warlock is, is not even close to saying, you know, I'm going to jump off my interceptor and play on my Colossus. Like you're, you're looking at two totally different play styles, two totally different approaches to the game. And because of that, your team layout is like super, super important. Max, I mean, I, you spent a lot of time I know on, on interceptor, you got a little bit of Colossus and some Ranger, but like, would you say it was a pretty clear takeaway that everybody plays like really differently for the most part? Oh, for sure. Um, one of the biggest things that, you know, I noticed I, I was kind of, I liked that they forced you into one javelin for the story, but at the same time, I really wish that there was a function where I could go back and play those three missions again. At least I couldn't find it because I would love... Oh, that annoyed me so much. No, I I think you're right. I don't think unless you were willing to to group up with another team that was already actively in that mission, I think you were screwed. Yeah, yeah, because I would love to have gone back through those three story missions in an Interceptor go back through the three story missions as a Colossus, go back through the three as a storm, just to see what that gameplay is going to feel like when you get into, into the story, because we already know that they're going to change the, that concept for the main game, where as soon as you get through like the quote unquote tutorial section, you'll be able to choose your first javelin um, out of any of the four. Which is really, really new news for the most part, because overall uh, Bioware slash EA has been kind of confusing on how the whole like, when you unlock javelins versus release dates and all that stuff. So it's, it's, it's great to know that you might only have to spend, you know, maybe 30 or so minutes on the Ranger and you're, you know, head first into what you think you might actually main, which I think was a great opportunity for the demo to kind of give you that moment to at least give a sample of everybody, which I, I, I was able to play a little bit of everything. So good. Is there anybody you did not get to play at all? I did not get to play with, I didn't actually play with the Colossus or the storm itself. Like, I just didn't have the... Okay. I, uh, I, I got a bunch of time on the Storm, and I got to say, the Storm is probably the Javelin that I saw the most headcount in when it, com- when it comes to matchmaking and when I was just doing, like, the, the strongholds and this and that. I found, like, 60%, I would argue, of the whole first weekend or that VIP demo, all I saw was either Storm or Ranger. So I, I have to assume that since we were locked out of the other two, you know, for the first couple of days, that... Everybody went with Ranger, and then it seemed like their follow-up was either uh, either Storm or Interceptor. And, and for me, it was Interceptor, but I feel like because of that, I got to see and interact with a lot of Storms on the team, and they are going to be freaking nasty when it comes to the end game. Like, it, I think that the abilities of, of freezing and, like, the elemental things they have are, like, very, very top tier, 
even in the early game from what I saw. I don't know if y'all got to see some of that in action. Um, yeah, so I, I was able to play. So uh, the one thing that I got to play a lot of was the stronghold. I probably tried to play through it a couple of times. I only got to complete <laughs> it. on tried. Yeah, I was going to say I only got to complete it once. Um, but uh, the multiple times that I had played through, what I found really interesting is it seemed like people were grouping up as the same type of Titan. Uh, not Titan, Javelin. That's going to be a bad habit to break. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> wrist lap number one. Yep. Um, but, but, like, I, I played through one time, and it was just a group of Colossus, which was kind of funny because <laughs> they were just huddled up and just trying to back-to-back just destroy things. And then me, as an interceptor, was were boun- was bouncing through there. Um, but one time I got to play through with a very mixed group. I think we probably had one javelin of every type on the team. And I think that the the game lends itself to rewarding that because that was the one time that I got to play through the entire thing and it felt perfect. Like, like I, I hate to use that term because it, it means that there's not much to change, but like when all four are together and everybody is playing in that type, Meaning what was really nice about it was that the the uh, Colossus, the guy that was playing the Colossus basically ran out in front to be the bullet shield and to launch the uh, to launch their their what is it called? Bulwark? Wasn't that what it was called? The, the, oh, the shield uh, for, the, for the Colossus. They've got well, there's two. The Bulwark point is for the Ranger. That's where right. Essentially, you, you put like that dome around you. But the Colossus is arguably kind of cooler, in my opinion, which is I don't I want to say it was like a, a battle taunt or something like that, where basically you draw all incoming fire to the Colossus. So like the way I saw that was perfect for like, you know, say your interceptors down or your, you know, your storm or your rangers down, you basically have your tank draw all the fire and you set your speedy guy to go get the revives. So I think that's going to be kind of huge in something like a stronghold. Yeah. Well, it was, it was interesting because he would go out in front. Then the ranger would be right behind him. Storm was freezing everybody. And then I was just running in and melee destroying everything else. And so it was, interceptor. yeah, it was great. Yeah, and I feel like the, while the storm is super powerful, he was the one that got knocked down the most on that team. And I don't know For whether, sure. I don't know whether that was just a, a play style. Maybe it had just something to do with that, but um, like, yeah, his, his strikes and all of his, his abilities are, are insane. But at the same time, I feel like they've also balanced it out pretty well uh, in terms of him being kind of on the weaker side. Um but yeah, I mean, I, I, I like it a lot. I, I, what I'm seeing from social media, though, is it sounds like a lot of people are on Interceptor. Uh, yes, and I would, I would agree. And it didn't seem like it started that way. Um, I, I, I started with Ranger. I, I probably only gave him about two or three missions or the, the basic story missions. And then I unlocked uh, Storm, which I did absolutely – have a lot of concern with storm right off the bat i didn't hop on i hopped on having seen social media like up in arms storm's the best javelin in the game blah 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 and i'm like oh god here we go like put your, put your seatbelt on it's about to get wild and then i jumped into a stronghold with soko well one i didn't know what a stronghold was neither of us did and we're freaking two manning it and for some reason which this is still gonna baffle me we should have been like auto joined by two other players so i i don't know why that never happened but Basically, I felt really, really squishy as the storm. Like, yes, I could deal out these, you know, these lightning strikes and the the, the fire attacks and the, the freezing. But I felt like if I wasn't constantly hovering, I was instantly in a bad spot. 
And I realized shortly after playing that that is basically the storm's purpose. Like you should never be up close and personal if, but for a moment, you know, like your job is basically vantage point above the battlefield, kind of just setting up everybody for plays. And once I realized that that's how it went. And I realized I had to look at my team composition and go, okay, there's another storm and there's two interceptors. So both of us need to take it upon ourselves to basically set up combos for the interceptor and just run this whole thing like that. And once that was like, you know, kind of quietly understood, we were freaking wrecking house like that. So I definitely see the potential of Storm. But as far as the Interceptor goes, it wasn't until I hopped on Interceptor that that fun factor kind of came out for me. And, and Max, I think you echo that sentiment. But it, it just felt like that speedy, in-your-face character who also seems like he can take a few punches just was so satisfying to me. And, and I, I don't know, you know, what kind of drew you to it, but I'd say we both spent the most time on Interceptor. Yeah. Majority of my playthrough was on Interceptor. Um, but, and, and I think mostly just because of the things that you've already kind of echoed. So like, I'd be really curious to get Soko's take on the Ranger. Like, Oh They're... yeah, that's literally what I was going to say. <laughs> we've heard about everybody, but the quote unquote all arounder, which we surprisingly have not spoken on yet. Yeah, with with the Ranger, like, I only opened the Interceptor because I had the false thoughts that it was the Sniper class. That's my fault. Um, Mm. Even though everyone said, it's not, don't do it. And I was like, well, I want a Sniper. So I want to be able to do it. I want to be able to do long range and be able to cover my teammates as they go in and do whatever objective they needed. Um, And... That wasn't the case. So I moved back to the Ranger itself, and I felt that the Ranger itself was so versatile do whatever needs to be done with the mission. If you ran an entire mission with just Rangers, you could get it done. It would definitely feel like a whole team. Um, like, I definitely know, like, having the compliments from the from the – uh, Interceptor, the Colossus, and the Storm will definitely change like every expedition you go on. Um, but the Ranger itself just it just felt well balanced. Um, I never felt like I didn't do enough. Right, like, right. Thing I enjoyed, like no, I don't have any. Uh, I didn't have any like lightning or freezing powers, but let alone I was enough, like I was able to just put down trash. I was just doing it. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I guess, I guess the question that I sort of have in my head, because I spent, you know, the least time on the Ranger is like, what, it, what are your thoughts on the ultimate abilities? And I guess we can kind of get into oh. four of them, but what, how's the Ranger's ultimate? Uh, so that, that rocket barrage that comes out of his shoulders. Um, it felt like, I felt like I was Vegeta. And I was just pissed at Kappa, <laughs> and I was like, "Screw it, I'm killing everyone!" And he just throws it all out there. Like I, I thought that, and the fact that it, I think it targets up to six to seven different people. Um, if they're in the vicinity, they still get hit with an AO. So like, it was pretty dope. Especially when yeah, it's it's so it's huge damage. Like it was pretty awesome. What um Max? What about the uh, the interceptor uh, ultimate? What are your thoughts on it? I liked it a lot. <clears throat> I, I it definitely is one of those things where I feel like 
I feel like the individual ultimates are designed specifically for that class to take the thing that whatever that class shines at and just kind of crank it to 11. So for the interceptor, what was really cool is that you have this, and I don't even know how long it was because it feels crazy long, but it's almost like it does. dude. It really does. I I couldn't tell whether it's 30 seconds. Is it a whole minute, but you're basically invincible. And then your melee speed is quadrupled. So you're just, you're just bouncing in there. You're and literally you're, just slapping. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it, I mean, literally, <laughs> you're flipping around and slapping the shit out of things. And so, so I got to ask you this, though. Did you notice, because I didn't discover this until uh, YouTuber MTash actually put out a video on it, that the way that the super is designed is actually a little bit more for AOE coverage than it is just like single target, which obviously you're basically slapping for 30 seconds. You can slap as many people as you want, but there is a mechanic in the super where say you go up and you melee like an elite scar or something like that. After you get that initial melee off, you release like a shadow version of yourself that lingers for another three to four melee hits. So in some cases, you actually do the the ultimate a disservice if you stay on one tanky target. So the video I was watching is like the interceptor activates the super. He goes up to a turret, melees it once or twice, leaves, catches the other two turrets and basically clears like all aerial, you know, combat way in a stronghold just because he basically left that shadow version behind. I thought that was insane. I thought that was something that had to be unlocked because I never noticed it. No, so there, there's a similar ability. I think it's called Wraith Strike, where it's one of your, you know, your your combo abilities or your strike system. I want to say where you basically send out, you know, a shadow version of yourself as kind of like a, a mid range melee. But that was just like a built in section of the of the super. Dude, I I did not notice that at all. Yeah, and had <laughs> I not had I not watched the video, I wouldn't have had a clue because you're moving so fast, like you can't really tell what's you and what's like basically just like a shimmer. Of your slaps, you know? Yeah. But um, I, I will say I, I didn't get much time on Colossus, uh, but I can obviously cover uh, Storm as far as the super goes. I found that the Storm's ultimate does the most work at basically doing its own combos. So, like, the, the way that the Storm's ultimate is, is you basically have all three of your elements that you freaking unload on the field. So you've got, like, a firestorm, an electric storm, and kind of like a glacier fall but you not only can you move and decide where you want to activate each of those three but you can just damn near drop all three of them directly on someone and just absolutely unload so i think that the storm's ultimate is going to be huge for like huge aoe clear but also setting up you know again something like an interceptor to just come in and absolutely wreck what he's already set up for combo did y'all get to see the storm super at all um, when we were playing together as a group. I saw you, I saw when we were playing. Um, I think it was you, me, and we had the other, and Max with the other with the other javelin guy, Wes. And um, you did something, and I just looked up and like just saw how badass. First off, from my angle as a ranger, looked. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> that's one thing I got, I enjoy the the colors and everything that I see. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful player. Like it's unfucking real. Um, yeah, and uh. Just you had some type of like large rock, and you were like slamming down. At the same time, I'm looking direction. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do my super too. Why not? 
So I let it's just like it almost looks like that mega like oh shit button. Like what I loved about all the ultimates is like you can unleash them when you're in a really really bad situation because you're gonna get full health, full shield, and you're you're literally invulnerable. So especially as an interceptor in a storm, I would wait until I was basically low red and and almost out before I'm activated because you're you're basically fully restored. You know. Yeah, which is which is where I got to see that happen was uh doing the stronghold against that final big spider uh dude and basically that's almost well not almost that's exactly what i did i didn't even realize i had mine full and then uh we were all in a pretty tight spot and so i launched mine that then was followed by the storm that then was followed by the ranger on our team and we we destroyed that guy very quickly Oh yeah, you're melting. And so I, um, I'd really be interested to see what the uh, like. I wonder if they're gonna have. I don't know how they would balance that out, but I wonder if they're going to to try to extend the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, and one thing we have to keep in mind is like I know, for example, Max. We jokingly have called the interceptor super slapping. <laughs> the melee hit registration is is kind of kind of wonky in the demo. Like you don't necessarily feel like you're connecting sometimes with the melee. I think per uh, Mike Gamble or Ben Irving or one of the one of the game uh, leads basically made it clear that the interceptor's melee has been tweaked for the release. So we're definitely going to feel a little bit different in terms of they've made general balance changes. Like the Colossus has been buffed in what ways I don't know, but I know it's something to do with just the fact that he doesn't quite feel as tanky as intended. Um, and, and I spent just a little bit of time on him and he doesn't feel as squishy as I think the, the rest of the, the very, very vocal Twitter community wanted him to be. But I found that the most lackluster part was the super and I might've just been using it wrong, but I haven't come from the interceptor and storm your super or your ultimate, my God, I'm going to keep saying super goddamn it. Destiny um, <laughs> is basically like this huge, like mortar cannon that you get up to three blasts out of. But if you're too slow, it seemed easy to only get two shots out of it and then miss your third. So I, I don't know if we're going to see dam- – maybe it's just huge damage that it does, or maybe my aim was terrible, but I, I didn't quite mesh with that ultimate. Am I, am I incorrect in thinking that it had to charge as well, or was that just me screwing it up? Uh, it does have to charge, but the way it works is I don't think there's a way to – I could be wrong. I don't think you can extend each of the charges, but it's like – Fire up, blast one. Fire up, blast two. But if you're too slow, you might miss your third and final shot. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's why. So I, you do have to get them out kind of quick. And that, that's what I was wondering because I, I thought that there was a charge almost like the Devastator rifle. Um, I thought that was a very similar mechanic. But... Yeah, yeah. And even visually, it looks similar for yeah. sure. Um, so we, we've, we've kind of gone through all four, at least to some degree at this point. To, to wrap up on the Javelins, final closing thoughts you're starting up the game on the 22nd who's your first javelin and why um i'm going interceptor i think uh i'm I'm still torn honestly because uh, a part of me wants to do ranger because i feel like it's going to be the um the best all-around solo player so if nobody else is around i'll still feel like i'll be able to accomplish the missions with the ranger however i feel like and this is why i said what i said at the beginning i wish that the demo would have let us replay the story missions as the different javelins because i kind of feel like i'd be able to accomplish the same thing as the interceptor 
um, after seeing some of the, the capabilities of even its long range game with an assault rifle and a sniper, like, I feel like you'll be able to get a lot of the work done as an interceptor. So I, I think that I'm leaning more towards interceptor just because I like the way that that javelin felt it, it, it attaches to my play style very well. Um, I have a bad habit of rushing in kind of like the tank, but I feel like the interceptor is built to rush in, lay down some damage, bounce out, do some long range, bounce back in, do some damage. And so I think that's a, I think that's where I'm headed. Soko, what about you? I think due to uh, our group of uh, freelancers that we play with, I definitely think I'm just going to go ahead and, be Colossus, give it a shot for the first round. Okay. Even though I didn't really get any kind of play, but like after looking over some reviews and looking at the way it's the way it's that it has been played, it's kind of like okay, well, I'll definitely give it a shot. But definitely my second one will be the Ranger behind that. Uh, I'm not into magic. Definitely not going to probably ever do Storm. Um, that's just a personal preference. Uh, and then. Um, I probably get the interceptor like way later down the line, just because eventually I want to be a ninja and, and be like flipping it out. Right. I, I think what's really good, good to keep in mind too is that like once you hit, uh, it's either ten or twelve. I think Matt, you'll correct me on that. It was at twelve when you can get your second one. Yeah, twelve. Okay. So realistically, in the demo, we leveled from ten to fifteen, and I want to say I hit that. You know, maybe in my first couple hours of playthrough. So I don't think it's going to be a long journey. You know, say you pick, say you pick Colossus day one, and you're like, "All right, this is really not for me." You might only have to sink a couple of hours into the game before you get your second one. You know, so I, I don't think, I don't think anyone's going to be in a real bind of making the wrong choice. Um, but I think for me, I'm going to, I'm going to start with Interceptor, um, and the main reason for this is, is probably a two part. One, just the fun factor was was more there for me than than any of the others. Um, but two. I have to think a lot about as someone who typically does a lot of solo play, you know, how's my survivability going to be as a support class? So looking at the storm, which was kind of my second choice, I worry that, you know, yes, I'm able to run around, prime everybody, do my detonations, et cetera. But at the end of the day, it does feel like the storm is a little bit, um, a little bit fragile when it comes to just like solo play. So I didn't feel that on interceptor, but I will say just for the sake of balance and kind of what I know we're going to be running with as a group that I kind of want to keep tabs on my storm. Like, I think I really want to maybe run, you know, obviously primarily interceptor, but I want to keep a storm like battle ready in case that composition really lacks, you know, that, that elemental damage. Which which makes it even greater the fact that we're not it's not leveling javelins it's leveling your pilot. Oh my god! Like yes, like especially because like they were, I don't know where I saw it. It was they were saying you can basically just level up your player, the, the pilot itself, and have multiple javelins for a particular situation. So like you're like okay, this mission may need may need all of us to go. Ranger heavy, just because we need, we need all to be able to do a certain thing. Um, and I'm hoping that each mission or mission that we have to go on, like, kind of like pushes. Hey, like we need, we need you. Need, you need to have one guy doing storm. You need to have like a collage. But then I'll make it more like okay, like again, going back to the team aspect. It's not a just go out there and do whatever you want. Right. No, absolutely. And, and I would say, again, like as someone who played a whole lot of Destiny, team composition mattered on rare occasion, 
but you never felt like you needed to look at your team in a in something like a strike or a crucible match or or, or just any like general PVE content really and question whether you had a certain type of build. And I think I think Soko to your point about the fact that like say you like Ranger, you know, the Ranger has such a big toolkit that you can easily have five different variations of a Ranger ready to go for any given moment. And I think that that's where we're going to end up seeing the Ranger shine. And hopefully we see everybody shine in that same way in the sense that there's not going to be one right or wrong way to play a javelin, you know? Um, I don't want us to, I don't want us to get too caught up about the javelin. So we know day one, Soko's heading in on a Colossus. Max, you're going to go interceptor. And I think I might join you doing the same. Um, but, but quick topic that I want to hit on just because it's been a massive hit on pretty much Anthem in general since, since the word go. Um, thoughts that you guys have on it not having a player versus player component. You think it's good for the game, bad for the game? Um, give me your take on that. With the way it feels right now, I don't see a four-on-four. Four. Like, I don't think it's going to mesh well the way the game plays. Just, just the the over the shoulder, the the way the uh, crosshairs are on the enemy. They change. It's like it's so. It's going to be so much going on, and then you got an ultimate that doesn't let you go down. So, PvP, I'm okay with it. Like, I'm I've always been a social gamer, so like. Being having to be a team to do something, I think that's awesome. So I'm okay with no PvP. Max, what are your thoughts? Um, honestly, like I feel like this game approaches some of these things and, and just the way that it plays, the way that it feels, it approaches it at a di- very different angle. So I think it'd be really interesting to see them approach a PvP from a different angle right because as of right now it's not like we're playing for different factions it's not like you're deciding to be a dominion it's not like you're deciding to be this or that so theoretically you're all freelancers so like the the concept with destiny where they put in crucible and they put this in and they put that in and again maybe it's just my lack of time but it always felt really weird to me that these people who are all supposed to be on the same side who are all supposed to be on the same thing like i get that they you know revive and all that kind of stuff and they're basically immortal but it just didn't make any sense to me why you would put these people into an arena and have them battle it out so i think it'd be really i think it'd be really interesting to see them approach it from a different angle um i mean and i I don't know what that looks like maybe a maybe a sport of some kind you know what i mean um yeah would be you know something something like maybe like along the lines of like a rift game mode we saw in destiny like something that's team-based and also still cooperative, you know? Yeah, like a like a capture the flag kind of thing. Something that makes right. more sense for the storyline. Like if we're all freelancers and we're all supposed to be against a group of people or we're all supposed to be accomplishing a goal, it'd be really interesting to have some sort of reason behind a PvP, uh, whether yeah. it be the training or something like that. I, I don't know. I think it would be interesting to see how they approach it. Um, but for now, I just don't feel like the game needs it. Like I really no, feel- I'd agree, and I, I think I echo pretty much b- what both of you guys said. But my my biggest reason why I am pro no PvP is because I've seen it take games that have 
a sky high ceiling of potential as far as PVE and like this power fantasy of like, you know, unleashing all these insane ultimates and doing, you know, unbelievable damage. I think that when a game goes to introduce a PVP section to that type of game, balancing issues are going to ensue. You know, you either have to have a game where, you know, your ceiling is this high in PVE, but everything's kind of scaled back in PVP. But I got to tell you, with with my time with Anthem so far, I, I don't want to see anything scaled back. If anything, I, I want to go deeper into that power fantasy. So I think that PVP, I'm more than okay for me to to ride it out. And like you said, Max, if there ends up being some sort of, you know, really interesting, unique co-op approach to it, I'm not opposed to it. But I do think that in games, <clears throat> Destiny, um, that I've seen <laughs> with a PVE element that tries to also cater to a PVP audience, you end up really just kind of bringing the, the you bring the tone down a little bit in terms of just that power fantasy, and I don't want to see that with Anthem. Um, now, Max, I want to toss it over to you uh, to talk about uh, a topic that we we kind of feel is going to be unique to the podcast going forward, and and for this, obviously, it's just going to be based on the demo, but. Uh, Max, bring us into your uh, your favorite moment segue, and let's kick that off. Yeah, so um, one of the things that I really like about games in general is I love seeing kind of the glitches or the, like, funny moments that occur in these different things. Um, you know, Fortnite is is insane with this type of thing, but... Um, I've never heard of it. Is it a console game, or...? Uh, so it's a, it's a new thing the kids are doing. Um, <laughs> okay, gotcha. So Drake plays it? <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Uh, Marshmallow is a big fan. Um, anyway, okay, gotcha. <laughs> uh, TM, TM. Nope. Anyway, <laughs> um, but one of the funniest things that I think I saw the entire time during this demo was in the stronghold. Uh, there were just, you know, obviously the frustrating glitches of the echoes vanishing and, and that kind of stuff. But some of the funnier things that I saw was at one point we were trying to enter the little like water section. Um, and this, none of us could get in for some reason until the uh, Colossus stepped over and just started waving <laughs> and began sinking very, very slowly into the water, almost as if he was melting. So uh, it was Sounds just like my work day, to be honest. Well, facts about lunchtime, right after the, the heavy. <laughs> what are you talking about? As soon as I walk in. <laughs> uh, but it was just, it was just hilarious. Um, so like what I'm really looking forward to are seeing some of these moments of, uh, these memorable things. So if, if you guys have anything that was really funny, whether um, one, <laughs> another thing that we I, saw was a rag doll of the spiders. Would, that was great. I, would, I wouldn't call it funny, but I definitely would say it felt like a failed army of two returns. So when like when me and Cody were playing the stronghold, man, we both went down so many times. Basically constantly. And then we just like, oh, I just got to sit here. <laughs> and like the entire time, I'm like, no worry, man. I'm just hanging out. <laughs> just chill out here. I, 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 I'll just take a nap. Don't worry about me. I'm good. Hey, man, look, uh, my phone's on me if you need anything. All right. <laughs> right. So it's like, I think that I thought was hilarious. I'm like, no, we can do it. And Cody's like, dude, I think we need a full team. He's like, no, we got it. We're going to do it. And I'm going to keep doing it until we do it. And I was yeah. like, no, man, for real. We need a full team. But uh, and then, I, I would, then I would I honestly say down. I really hope that gets changed for the base game, dude. Like, I, I don't like that when you're down, not only are you, are you like, 
in able to see what's happening in a combat perspective, but you also don't know what your team are doing. And I know that part's been fixed for the game. Like you at least have a general idea of who's alive, who's dead, but I, I don't like how much you feel out of the fight. Although it does heavily change, you know, the course of the fight and kind of how in tune the people that are left have to be. So for that reason, I like it. Um, but, but for the, the funny story, I guess for me was also in the, the water section of the stronghold, um, I was on storm doing it and I, I tried doing the stronghold with everybody. The only one that I got kicked out of at the near end and just didn't finish it was Colossus. But when I was doing it with the storm, I got to the portion of like finally being done with the water, like ready to leave, go to the next phase. And for some reason, like I was getting such a disoriented angle on the camera, I could not see how to get out. And like from my right, if I could, if I would have had sound on, I don't know that I had a headset on, but I probably would have heard like blue. because what was happening on the right of me were the flares being dunked into the water by the three teammates that were already outside and already had made it to the end so they were basically like hey asshole this is us up here come follow this way but dude it just made me realize that like even without verbal communication this game is based around teamwork and i felt like that was like a cool kind of embodiment moment of like how some of that's gonna play out i thought it was really really cool but um so outside of that, we're, we're going to probably have a slightly shorter podcast this week just because this is round one. We're kind of getting a feel for it. And uh, also, we just want to you know find some things that, uh, as listeners, you guys maybe want to hear. So we'll try to open it up to the community a little bit more. I actually uh, I have a Twitter that I recently launched for literally just everything Anthem, uh, which is Anthem underscore daily. You guys check it out on Twitter. Um, and what I want to do there once, you know, once we get this first podcast out to you guys and release it is, is kind of get some dialogue with you. You know, I would love to open this up near the end for, for questions, for, you know, concerns from Twitter and, and just kind of ho- hopefully involve uh, the listener as much as possible. Um, but is there anything else you guys want to hit on uh, before we close outside of our final topic, which we can hit right now, which is between this moment or between the last time you played Anthem and release, what are just like a couple of, in your opinion, must fixes or, you know, must have changes that you want to see on launch day? Um, I have two. I have the underwater thing, which I've already read is going to be fixed, where you basically can only see about 10 feet if you're underwater. The second thing oh, is the downed enemy or downed javelin portion, where if you are essentially just left behind your team can move on and continue indefinitely in whatever it is that they're doing as far as my experience went they could keep going and you are just left You're laying just on the ground water, it's just literally. it's nap time for you yep yeah that's, no. that's brutal soko what about you that is that is pretty rough. um i just i want to see i want to see what they're going to do for the pilot like if it's Bioware, customization for the javelins like that, I definitely want to see the customization for the pilot. So that's really, honestly, what I'm curious about the most. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, any kind of changes or anything like that? Currently, no. I, I didn't really get that many hours into it. Like, maybe maybe two hours max due to the server failure. Stuff. So, I'm, I'm, I'm still still in question of what what's coming ahead yeah uh, i think i think that for me it's 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 really just one thing i want to see more of which is doubling down on the power fantasy i want to feel stronger as the game goes on i want to see my character get stronger as the game goes on 
And honestly, I just I don't think they can spend enough time reassuring that the bugs and the demos and the server crashes that those are corrected for launch. I feel like I don't I don't necessarily think it's it's fair for me to ask for something new to a game that was technically still in development when I played the demo, you know, but I, I do know that EA, Bioware, they, they would be absolutely shredded if on day one, the server situation we encountered, you know, that opening weekend, if, if that comes to fruition. So for the sake of just the game's launch and, and the longevity of it, I hope we see a really, a really smooth, clean opening weekend on the 22nd. Um, and I do want to wrap this episode up, but uh, I want to hand it over to you guys. If there's anything y'all want to close with um, and, and uh, you know, Max, I want to hand this over to you because Max will be kind of like our techie guy. And for lack of a better way of putting it, he'll probably be handling the, the publishing of this podcast. But when when will we probably have our first hands on, you know, where, where will we find us once we're live? Where will we be posting the podcast to and how can people probably find that? Yeah. So um, as of right now, we're using an application called Anchor to record and to publish this. So uh, they handle all of the publishing. So it'll be on Apple Podcasts and Spotify um, and pretty much any major uh, podcast hosting softwares. Um, but the main reason that I'm bringing up Anchor is that eventually we're going to be at a place where we'll be able to take uh, community questions. So I'm really excited to kind of test that feature out. And once we are published, um, we'll be able to kind of make that live and see how all that works. Um, but for now, uh, one of the reasons we're trying to do this first episode and we're going to keep it kind of as edited, shorted and down as possible, is it's going to take us about a week or two to get published. So um, expect to probably see us uh, live on Anchor immediately and then on Apple Podcasts and Spotify in about a week or two. Awesome. Awesome. Soko, any closing thoughts you want to give before I wrap us up? Well, man, like this, I'm not into MMOs whatsoever. I'm not into building up a character with a, and then having a world where anyone can be there. Um, so this is like the first time, honestly, where I'm like, okay, I, I think the story alone, the customization alone is what really is what's really dragging me in and really keeping me there. Um, it's not going to be like when I played Destiny and, uh, you know, got to level 200 and said, you know what, I'm done. I'm tired of this. Like, yeah. I don't like the grind. So, for, I mean, honestly, that's, that's about it. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I want to see, I want to see this game consume me the way that <laughs> Destiny did, you know, four years ago and kind of pull that weight, pull that longevity. And again, while we don't have too much info on the end game, what we have seen is we know there's three strongholds at launch. We know that there's tons of legendary contracts at launch. And, and I honestly feel like we'll be so immersed with just like learning the world of Anthem, because I mean, think about it. We sunk this much time or, you know, we all tried sinking as much time as we could into a demo, you know, that contained a fraction of this game. Imagine, imagine the weight that we hopefully get to feel when, when the release actually happens. So um, the next time you guys hear from us, uh, expect, you know, a similar format to this, but we will, next time we record, we'll have hopefully a little bit more hands-on information about the game. Uh, as on the 15th, uh, we will get the EA Origin access for PC players. So while the three of us, uh, Sad Face, will not be on PC, I'm assuming we're going to have a ton uh, more of kind of hands-on information to, to share about the game. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be live first on Anchor, and you'll be the first to know when we post this. But other than that, all right, freelancers, we'll see you back at the fort. <laughs>